Out my window, I saw a cardboard signs that helped this homeless widow. And just above that sign was the face of a human. I thought to myself, God, what have I been doing? Wow. Notice our bed? 
No one there. For three weeks, somebody's been sleeping. Today, the bed's empty. And I pray that that's just not symbolic. I pray that's actual. I pray that's spiritual. I pray that's honestly what God has been doing in our lives. The bed is empty. It's vacant because people have been energized to follow the things of God. If you're like me, you want to know what's, what's, the, what's the point? What are we really shooting for? Why, why are we, why are we, what are we doing this? Over the last few weeks, we've done, we've talked about Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6, we talked about fasting does a, couple, does a few things for us. It helps us to come into agreement so we can come into alignment, so we can find our assignment. We've talked about the fact out of Matthew chapter 4 that fasting does a couple other things for us. It helps us conquer our flesh. It helps us uh, keep our focus, and it helps us conquer I mean, not conquer, deepen our worship to our Father. And last week we talked about how that fasting, especially on an extended fast, increases our consistency, our persistence. But really, in, beyond all that, what are we shooting for? I remember a couple weeks, a couple, a few years ago, um, my wife and I have subscribed, have been subscribers for a long time to Sky Angel, Christian television service. It used to be satellite, now it's all through the internet. It's kind of, kind of wild, all the technology's changed over the years. That's why it was called Sky Angel, because there used to be some, a satellite up there. Now it all flows through the internet. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how exactly all that works, but that's, you know, we got a little box and a whole nine yards. Well, a few years ago, there was, there was a particular stage we used to watch, and it had some, some good, like, family-type programming on it. And then, uh, every evening that we'd sit and watch it, there would be this one commercial would come on. And I, and I, looked, for the, I looked for the clip this, this week. I couldn't find it, and I would have showed it to you. But there's a, in the clip, there's a guy sitting on a park bench, and then you is the, 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 are the person with the camera asking the questions. You know, something of that perspective. And so you're sitting next to this college kid on a park bench. So what are you doing here? Well, I'm going to college. What's your majoring in? Majoring in whatever. What are you doing after college? Well, I suppose I'll graduate. Well, then what? Then I suppose I'll get a job. Well, then what? Well, probably get married. Well, then what? I'll probably have kids. Well, then what? Uh... Work a long career, I hope. Then what? Hopefully retire. Well, then what? Then I'll probably go traveling or do something like that. Well, then what? I suppose I'll probably die. Then what? A little phone number come across the bottom of the screen. 1-800-NEED-HIM or something like that. Oftentimes, we've been in this thing where we've gone kind of through this progression, and we're still with this then what? See, we're at day 21. Drew Zikafus did the meet and greet and the offering in the first service. He talked about how that last night, after 20 days, he was laying in bed, and for the first time in 20 days, his stomach began to roar and groan as he was laying in bed. And he said, Lord, all i got to do is make it through one more day. Help me make it through one more day. And he heard the Holy Spirit of God as he said that on his bed. If you think that one more day is all that there is to it, you are missing the boat, Drew. See, we're, we're on day 21. We've fasted for three weeks. Some of you fasted Facebook. Some of you fasted f- different kinds of food. Some of you have been on a Daniel fast like my wife and I have been on. I don't know about you. If you've done that, man, I, I, physically speaking, I feel incredible. I mean, I, 
I'm getting up earlier in the morning, going longer during the day. I had one guy tell me yesterday at the men's breakfast, if you guys missed it, you missed a really good time. We, he talked about how his joints and stuff weren't bugging him like they used to and different things like that. Uh, and, you know, they've been good for me physically. But this is, this is not the end. I, I'm not done yet. Hopefully you're not done yet. Hopefully what God's begun, you had a lady tell me this week, check this out. Had a lady tell me this week, she called me on the phone. She said, Aaron, I've got to be really honest. I have not done the fast. But she said these words to me. She said, my life has changed in three weeks. She's been going to do some counseling. She said, my counselor wants to know what's going on with me because I'm a different person than I was three weeks ago. Now just imagine for a minute that you give everything you got to Christ. If you think at the end of 21 days it's just done and over and you get back to life as normal, oh, I hope not. I hope the Holy Spirit of God rattles your cage like tonight and you're like, dude, I'm not done yet, am I? I'm, not, I'm really not done. There's something more to keep chasing after. There's something about Christ I need to... The bottom line is we are not through. We finished this leg of the journey. We've come this far. And what I'd say to you, it's not time to turn back. It's time to keep going. It's time to keep pressing on, like Paul would say in Philippians chapter 3, toward the mark of the prize, the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Because everything in the past is junk. Everything ahead of us is what God is endeavoring to bring us to. That's what I'd encourage you about today. You may be at day 21, and you're going, thank you, Jesus. And we're going to break fast tonight. We're going to eat together. And it's going to be a grand, awesome, worshipful, incredible fellowship time. I really believe that. But you know what I believe above that? It's not over yet. I used to have a football coach who would say, you guys have heard this old cliche? It's not over until the fat lady sings, right? I used to have a football coach named Coach, coach Drayton. He said, listen. He, his point was, we've got to go all the way in the fourth quarter. We've got to go all the way to the end. He said, I don't worry about the fat lady. She can't sing anyway. So we keep, we keep fighting. That's what he'd tell us. And so what I'd tell you today, it's not over. The clock has not reached zero, zero, zero yet. It's time to keep fighting. It's time to keep pushing. It's time to keep moving forward with the things of God and the heart of God. But what for? Why has God called us to this fast if we're, you know, we're doing 21 days and now we're done, but we're really not done? What, is, what, what, what does it look like now? Turn with me to Isaiah 58 and we'll look at it. Because it's, it's about breaking out of your own little world. I don't know if you caught the, the whole analogy with the guy in bed hitting the alarm clock. And on that day, he did not know his soul would be awakened to some things he had been overlooking in his life. It's time for us as Christians to get outside our own little world. See, if this thing had just been about you and Jesus coming close together, you've missed it anyway. Because Jesus, Jesus gives to us that we might give to others. Jesus wants to empower our lives so our lives make a difference. God wants us to be free so we can allow for the freedom of other people. God's intention is not just for us to heap things onto ourselves. His intention for us is to become so kingdom-minded, so God-minded, so heaven-minded that we cannot help but impact the lives and influence the eternity of other people. It just has to happen. Are you with me? I know it's hot in here. I'm sorry. We turned down the thermostat. You're going to have to bear with me because I was sweating the first service. I endeavor to, to sweat again this service. Let's look at Isaiah 58 verse. Let me give you some backdrop first. We're going to start in verse 6 in case you're following me. Isaiah 58 verse 6 is almost halfway through the chapter. Israel's gone through some things. And though they've continued their religious exercise, 
they are far away from God. And, and, and Isaiah spends the whole first part of that saying, you know, you guys have tried to force my hand. You've tried to say, you've come up with, with grief. You know, we've done this and we've done that. God, why aren't you paying attention to us? And blah, blah, blah. But their heart is far away. And they've fasted and done all sorts of other things just strictly from a religious perspective, just to say they've done their duty and got their thing. And he said, listen, I want so much more from you than that. I want so much more out of your life than that, than just religious activity. And in verse 6, we read these words. Isaiah 58, 6. No, he says, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Um, That's more than seven, isn't it? I just realized that. Drop down, I think it's like verse 10. Verse 10, yeah. Verse 9. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Man, those are things God's calling us to. See, because he wanted their fasting to be more about expanding his thoughts and his ideas in the world. He wanted their fasting to be more about not just what they did as a collective group of people who were supposed to be godly people when they did it together in their own little place. He wanted their lives to become such that that it became very easy for them to be like him and change the lives of people. He wanted that. He wants that more than anything else. He wants your life. Listen, some of you may feel like that, like that, that passage of scripture, like you're chained, like your life is somehow hampered, like you are tethered in some way. There's some fetter on your life. Maybe you're here this morning and you do not know the person of Christ. Listen, his intention for you is for you to be free. His intention for you is for you to, to understand freedom and liberty and love and joy and peace and grace. And if you've not found that, let me guarantee you something. You will find that in the person of Christ. And maybe some of you are here today and the people of God have been the reason that you have found that like you don't want anything to do with Jesus and you don't want anything to do with church and somebody's hurt you or wronged you or spoken badly about you or gossiped like it talks in that one piece of scripture, pointing fingers and doing things like that. Maybe you're like that. Listen, and those things have fettered you. Those things have changed you. That is not what God desires. That is not what God wants. He wants you to be whole and he wants you to be free and he wants you to understand his joy and his grace and his peace and his purpose for your life. People of God, the only way people who, who are fettered and chained are going to understand freedom is because Jesus shows up big in their lives. And the way he shows up big in their lives is first praying people or praying for them, and then secondly, praying people turn themselves into the answers to God's prayers by being activated by his Holy Spirit to go be that person that Christ was when he walked the earth. That's it. We are the body of Christ. Is that what we refer to ourselves at? Did the body of Christ used to walk around on this planet, the actual physical body of Christ, did it? What kind of things did the body of Christ used to do when he walked here? He touched people and healed them, didn't he, Wayne? He went by and he, he found people who were without hope and he handed out hope to them. He became a person who would, who would reach out to those who were desperate And in need, he became that. And so why would we, as the body of Christ, expect to do less than that? Why? 
See, this fasting thing has been about you and Jesus, but it's not just been about you and Jesus. It's been about you and Jesus and the fact that you and Jesus have a mission to accomplish, and he wants you to partner alongside with him in the gospel, in the kingdom, and begin to exercise the authority that his kingdom has over everything else on the planet. Woo! That's a big task, isn't it? But it's an exciting thing. Somebody was praying this morning at prayer meeting, and and they kept hearing this word. It's a grand adventure. It's a grand adventure. It's a grand adventure to be walking with Jesus and for great things to be happening in your life. See, my prayer has been for you, for me, not just for you, for me, has been that God would do something in, in, in us, in me. But not only he would stop there, he would do something around us together. He would be working around us. But then I, I, I've been praying, too, that it wouldn't just stop within and around. It would transcend into through us. If you've come for, to find a, a social club, I hope we disappoint you. Honestly. But if you're coming looking for eternal reasons to keep living, then I hope you find it here. And I hope that you will get in on the, on the process, get in on the program, and find that your life is significant because the person of Jesus loves you. Your God in heaven loves you. Your Father in heaven loves you. And he's seen you from the beginning of time. And he said, listen, I, I want to do something great in and through your life. Please walk with me. That's the whole key. God's intention for us is not just to empty space, but to fill the empty space with more of himself. This is intentional. These things have taken the the backdrop, they've moved from the front to the back on purpose. I left them here intentionally because you know what? Whatever those things are that you've fasted or stowed away from, they're still there. Dr. Bean was talking about going to Winter Jam last night. We took our girls. We promised them a concert as part of their Christmas package gift. And so we made good on it last night, had a good time. And when you're on a Daniel fast, it's hard to find something to eat that late at night where you can just stop in real quick and go get it. All the way up and down 23, there was every kind of 15-passenger van on the planet at every fast food restaurant all the way up and down the road. 17,000 people smashed into the shot, and all of them had to get home late at night and trying to find something to eat and all that kind of thing. And I told my wife, if, we were on, if, this, if this were 24 hours from now, we'd be pointing to McDonald's, and that'd be what I'd be having right there. They're still going to be there. The things that gravitate for our attention are still going to be there. The things that have kept us from walking with Jesus to the extent he wants us to and to the extent we've wanted to are still going to be there. They're going to be hanging around the edges. They're going to be falling off tables. They're going to be doing all sorts of things, trying to get our attention. And if we've got to learn that there's other decisions, other choices to make that don't just taste good, but that are good that builds something in our lives that's eternal and long-lasting. Something, an altar for the grace and the power of God is being built in us. And so we've got to keep going. We cannot stop. The fast will be over at 5 o'clock tonight. But the fasting really isn't over. Some of you want freedom from fasting, like that line says up here. The freedom from fasting I'm talking about is not about the freedom from the fast itself. It's the freedom that comes through fasting. Freedom from it. It comes out of it. Are you hearing me? Don't you want to be free? Aren't you tired of just playing religious church games and feeling like life is insignificant and feeling like God's maybe 
sitting somewhere else, not paying attention to what your life is doing? Aren't you tired of that? What we've done here is not say, God, here I am. We have said, God, we want you more than anything else. Now do something great in us and through us. Do something magnificent and amazing that we could not do. Show us your glory. Show us your power. Show us your strength, Lord. That's what he's wanted from us. Jesus, we talked about Matthew 4. Matthew 4, Jesus goes, the, he goes into his own time of prayer and fasting, 40 days. Everybody still is happy about 21, right? Huh? Some of you may not be done. God may call some of you to say, keep going. And if he says, keep going, keep going. Why? Because if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll take care of everything else. And maybe, maybe some of you aren't done. Literally, I mean, done with the fast. Maybe God's saying, keep going, keep going. That's okay. Jesus, at the end of 40 days, he walks out of the desert, out of the wilderness, out of his time of fasting, walks into the town, walks into the synagogue. And you know what he does? He reads a piece of scripture. And he declares this about himself in Luke 4, 18. He walks in there and he goes, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. You see, Jesus realized his time of fasting was not just about him and his father. His time of fasting was about him, his father, and the world that needed saved. So he says, he comes right out, the first declaration he makes is, I have come to bring freedom. I have come to bring healing. I have come to preach the gospel. And you as a follower of Christ, a member of his body, your mission is that of Jesus. Your mission is that of spreading the gospel. Your mission is that of carrying freedom with you that others might be free. Your mission is to take healing to those who hurt. Your mission as a part of Christ is, is to keep going, going forward with that purpose in front of you, just like the person of Christ. Other part of it is kind of crazy. He said there will be certain signs of all of them that believe. John the Baptist finds himself in prison. He and Jesus start out this journey together. They're six months apart in age. They've hung out as buddies, as cousins, and gone through. And Jesus walks out to start his ministry a few, a few years earlier than this, this situation here. And John declares, Behold the Lamb of God as Jesus comes down to get baptized, right? You guys remember the story? Suddenly, John finds himself in prison for preaching what God told him to preach. And you know what happens? He begins to get discouraged and disillusioned. And he sends messengers to go see Jesus. And he goes, Jesus, is it real? are you really him? You guys ever been there? Jesus, are you really, are you really, wow, are you really, are you really there? I put my hope in something and it don't seem like everything's working. And Jesus responds to the messengers John sent. He said, you, you go tell John these things. Listen to what he tells him. Go back and tell John what you've heard, what you've seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. It's funny, like, it's almost exactly like what Isaiah 58 says. It's almost exactly what Jesus talks in Luke 4. It's exactly the same thing. He's saying, listen, this is what happens when people are about my kingdom business. When you know I am near is when these things are happening. The oppressed are going free. The gospel is preached to people who know they're impoverished and, and, with, and lost without God who are, you know, we're all poor. You guys know that? We may have money on this planet, but in the economy of God, we're all poor. Are you hearing me? Now, we're commissioned to help take care of the poor. That's part of the deal. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Jesus says the gospel is preached to the poor. He says, tell John these things are going on. And that's how John was 
edified and encouraged that Jesus was really near. And then, he, Jesus, just a, a chapter earlier, sends out his disciples. And listen to what he tells them to do. Go and announce them that the kingdom of heaven is near. The same type of things he sent his disciples out to do were the same things he told John to look for. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received, he says. In other words, I want your life to be an offering. I want you to give out of what I've given to you. In this 21 days, if you feel a closer connection to God, that's a great thing. But it's not just for you to enjoy a closer connection to God. It is for you to be active in the kingdom of God, to accomplish great things for the purpose of God and the glory of the name of Jesus. That is why God's drawn you close to himself. He has a purpose and a mission for you to accomplish. And if you, don't, if you decide to stop right now, you'll never see it. If the things of the earth, the appetites of your flesh continue to draw you closer to, to, to yourself and to, and to sin and stuff, you've missed it. But if you allow this transformation of 21 days to keep, encourage you to go get the really good stuff, I just realized this yesterday. I was resetting up some of this stuff yesterday. And honestly, my wife and I bought this case of water just because it was the cheapest thing at Sam's. Is that, is that, is that okay to be honest about that? But then I realized what the... Thing said, it said pure life. We've been seeking pure life. Listen, listen, the alarm's going off. Can you hear it? You hear it? You hear it? Huh? Because some of us are still waiting to, for the lights to go on. What is this all about? It's about you being transformed into the person in the image of Christ. Listen, we're not done yet. You're not done yet. I'm not done yet. We are still being changed into the likeness of Jesus. And if he becomes everything to us, then we will find that, he's ever, that, that, that we will become all that he wants. Fasting was encouraged to a person. Let me start again. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says fasting was to encourage a person to respond positively to God's commands. Matthew 25, Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. He says, listen, here's the people, the, 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 those who clothed me when I was naked, those who fed me when I was hungry, those who came and visited me in prison, those who, who, who came to me when I was sick, those are the people, and he, there's a line of people who didn't, and they made wrong decisions. You know why? Because life was all about them. And there were their activities. Isn't that an amazing story? And so Jesus is asking us, are we going to respond positively to his commands? The pain felt by abstinence is not the end to be sought as if it were meritorious. If you walk out here today going, I just did something really sick and spiritual. I just completed a 21-day fast. Aren't I something? Aren't I special? You've, you've missed it because you know what? You were special before the fast began, and you'll be special tomorrow even if you really mess up your life tonight and do something really sinful or horrible. God's love is still, still there. It hasn't changed a bit. So your fasting doesn't do anything where merit's concerned for you at all. Zero, zilch, nada. He says, it is a value only insofar as it leads us to amend our ways to make a change. Isaiah 58, blessing follows those who fast. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. Your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Then your light will shine out of the darkness. And the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you whatever. Where am I at? Giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as rebuilder of the walls and restorer 
of homes. Listen, God says, when you step into this, my blessing is going to follow you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to help you. Some of you, your salvation is dried up. You know why? Because it's all about you. You come to Jesus to see what you can get from him. And it and you're dry and you're weary because some of it ain't working. Jesus promises when we seek first his kingdom, we seek to exercise his authority, we seek to walk and make life not about us, but about him and other people, then, then salvation takes its root and it grows. It's time for that to change in the body of Christ. It's got to be about God and the people around us because those are the people he cares about. He loves you, but he's not saving you just for you. He's not helping you walk through life just for you. He's just not. He gave all his, he, what, what was the first thing he told his disciples? He reaches out to Peter, James, and John. They're on the boat, and he says, what? Come, and I will bless your life. Did he tell that to them? Come, and I'll make sure everything's taken care of. No, come, I'll give you fulfillment and satisfaction. Come, and I, he says, come and follow me, and I will make you what? Fishers of men. See, even from the beginning, it wasn't just about Peter, James, and John. It was about what work God wanted to do through Peter, James, and John to reach the world. At the very beginning, that's where it started. Fasting unleashes power in us to follow in obedience and be used by God to exercise his kingdom authority. Fasting also unleashes the power of salvation more prevalently in our own lives. Some of you aren't experiencing the joy of salvation because it's become ingrown. It's all about inward. What's going on here? What I need where I'm lacking, what I'm doing, what I can't do, what I'm not. And God's like, no, it's not about that. It's about I've given you grace so you can give grace. I've given you joy so you can give joy. I've given you peace so you can give peace. I've given you freedom so you can give freedom. I've given that to you. Listen, the scriptures say this. John 7, 37 says, anyone who thirsts, anyone who thirsts, Come to me and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. See, God never intended for us to contain his living water. He never intended for us to be a container like a storage thing. He intended for us to be a piece of pipe through which his living water flowed through to get someplace else. As fast as you come to the end of it, I want you to think about something. There's a story Stovall Weems gives in his devotion on day 16. If you've been following the, the devotion, you'll find it. It says, Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. John 11:44. When it comes to the transforming power of God working in someone's life, God often uses people to bring about divine life change. The story of Lazarus in John 11 illustrates how it was the power of Jesus' prayer and spoken word that resurrected Lazarus from the dead. But the disciples played a role in this miracle too. When it comes to the transforming power of God working in someone's life, God often uses people to bring about divine life change. Lazarus was bound and hand, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face had been wrapped with a cloth during, this time, during his time in the tomb. When he arose from his death and came out of the tomb, Jesus called on his disciples to help in the transformation process. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. The disciples needed to help Lazarus. Likewise, we all have a part to play in the lives of those around us. God has done some incredible things around us during this fast. Could it be that someone around you is still walking around in grave clothes? What do you need to do to help them let go of? Wow. What if we fasted? What if fasting became a lifestyle for all of us? 
What if 1,100 churches in this nation really began not just doing 21 days of a campaign of a fast, but what if every one of them gave themselves 100% wholeheartedly, they stopped following the affections of their flesh, the desires of their thing, and they got really serious and honest about following Jesus with everything they got with him. They, they went with reckless abandon and just began. Imagine what, you guys, you guys think about the nation and the, the mess it's in? What if 1,100 churches, well over a million people, actually began to follow Christ like Peter, James, and John and leave the nets and pick it up and run? What would happen? Can you imagine that? We would have, we would have, to, we would have to pray for Washington anymore. I'm just telling you. It just would, I'm, just, I'm just saying. We've had this stuff. We've, we've, we've spent most of our lives pursuing that over there. We've spent most of our lives just chasing that chocolate and the sweet tea and the, all that stuff. Maybe we've been chasing Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff. And maybe it's the TV or whatever. Maybe it's my car. Maybe it's, I don't know. And, it, it, and we've spent time doing things that just didn't matter to oil of beans where eternity is con- concerned. And over 21 days, we find ourselves readjusted. I mean, I found my life was just readjusted over 21 days. My perspective about certain things has just changed. I'm just like, I can't even describe it. It's just like on the inside, just things are different. I look at things differently. My schedule looks different. Everything just looks different. And I'm not without energy. I'm not eating the foods I used to think gave me energy. I'm eating anything but that. And all of a sudden, man, I just feel like, wow, what's going on? God's changed my life, and he's changed my perspective. And you know what? He showed me that I can eat stuff that tastes good, or I can eat stuff that is good all the way around, that makes a difference, not only about how my body functions, but how I function. And you know what? He's still asking us to make that decision today. Because today, I'm going to ask you to do something completely different for altar call this morning. I'm really big about practicality. I'm really big about taking steps. And sometimes we walk out of church and we think about things, but we never really take steps toward things. We never take steps towards God. We think about it. We process it. Okay, that's a good idea, Aaron. Yeah, that's that's really right there. But we never move. We never take action. Whitney and Thomas are coming. They're going to play a song here in a minute. If you're a leader here, if there are any leaders, who's all here? Bill? Mary, Dr. Lockwood's back there somewhere. He'd be willing to pray with someone. Who else is here? Saveda, why don't you guys come and join me on either side, out away from the fruit? Would you do that? Anybody else who's a leadership type person? What I want you to do, if you don't know Christ, you need to start making the right decision first, and that's coming to Jesus. Just, just move that way a little bit, Mary, if you don't mind. Look, it's, the alarm's going off. Just took that thing off. I want you to come forward. They're going to sing a song called Your Great Name. And just like you've been doing for 21 days, I want you to come up, and I want every one of you who's like, dude, this is not the end. This is just the beginning for me. I want you to come forward. I want you to take a piece of fruit. Patrick said this is like Daniel Fast communion or something. Okay, This is actually all edible fruit. If you don't know Christ, this is your first step in coming towards the person of God. I want you to pick up a piece of fruit and say, God, if you really have good things for me, I want to partake of it. I want you to come forward. I want you to make a decision today that you're going to start making decisions based on that there's good things God has for you that is way better than the stuff the world has for you, and that you're going to keep choosing that stuff. Are you hearing me? And I want you to, not just, not just people who aren't, I want people who are Christians to come up and take a piece of fruit. Every one of you said, dude, this, is, this really isn't the end, is it, Aaron? I really got to go further. I really got to keep walk, marching, marching with Jesus. I got to keep walking with him. I'm going to keep making these decisions. And what I want you to do, I want you to come get a piece of fruit. If there's something still in your life you're waiting on God to show up in, I want you to stop before you go back around the corner to your, to your seat. I want you to stop with a leader. I want you to ask him to pray for you about a particular area of your life. 
Here's what we're going to do. We're going to come into the center aisleways. Okay? Everybody file into the center aisleway. And then come around. Grab you a piece of fruit. Everything here, even the bottle of water. If for you it's water you need to get up, you grab a bottle of water. You know what I want you to do? I want you to take it with you. I want you to, 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 as you're walking this way, to make a commitment. Jesus, I'm not done yet living a fasted lifestyle. I want my life to be a pure life before you. I want to be where the living water flows out of me. I want to be, maybe some of you would choose to take like a pineapple and go home today and chop it up with your kids. You're going to sit down today and say, Jesus, we're not done yet with this as a family. We're going to chop this bad boy up. We're going to eat it together as a token and saying, you know what? I'm going to choose to keep following Christ. I'm going to choose to keep ingesting the right things. We're going to choose as a family to keep making right decisions. Maybe that's what you ought to do. There's a whole bunch of bananas here. Even these things are free. If we go out of these up here, you can feel free to jump up here and grab them. Okay? All over the place. And I want you to do that with me. Stand, if you would. Let's pray. Jesus, God, respond to us in this moment. Help us to understand your heart and your mind. Help us, Jesus, to respond to what you want, God. You're not done with us yet. You, you want to use us, God, to broaden the expanse of your kingdom, Jesus. And you want to use us, God, to live a lifestyle in such a way that you are everything and nothing else matters, Lord. And God, I pray, Jesus, that as we come, Lord, to the end of our 21 days, it's only the beginning of the rest of our lives, of walking and running and living with you, Jesus. God, I pray change would fall off of people today, Lord, as they come, that where they still feel tethered in their, their relationship with you, where they still feel in, 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 in ca- captured in some capacity or another, Lord. I, I pray, God, as they make a decision to come forward, Lord, I pray, Jesus, your grace and your mercy would be there. Lord, we want to make those kinds of decisions. We want we want God to wake up in the morning and choose to keep the TV off. We want to choose, God, to to go to the car and sit to the lunchroom, God, and endeavor into your word. We want to choose, God, when somebody calls us in need that we can try and, God, fit that need, meet that need through the power of your spirit, Lord God. We want to, God, make room for you to work in our lives. Open doors, God. Open hands and open doors, what Matthew West sung earlier, Lord. I, I pray for that for us, Jesus. But it's only going to come, God, as we continue to make those kinds of fasting lifestyle type decisions, Jesus, to hear your voice above all others. God, I pray for that. We thank you, Jesus. As they play, I want you to have a real moment with God as you come. I want you to vow before the Lord, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to endeavor to keep walking this fast with you. My life is going to change. I'm not going to stay fasting like every meal every day, but Lord, my life is going to be lived as a thing, Lord Jesus, for your spirit, a thing for your kingdom, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, for that. In your name we pray.